Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Hey, we are very excited to be back again. Yeah, uh, we're recording middle of the week today. How are you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm good. Um, excellent. How was your weekend? What did I do this weekend? Uh, why don't I remember what I did? It was our last hot weekend. Uh, maybe, hopefully. Did you go in the pool? <laughs> yes. So Saturday, I had a I had a girls' day pool party um, oh, because. Yeah, it was really fun. It wasn't really planned out to be that way. It just uh, turned out that Mike had to work on Saturday. And I had already started to make plans with with my friends. And so then I just messaged him like, okay, no Mike. So it's going to be girls day. Everybody <laughs> come over. <laughs> yeah. So it was really fun. And then I realized that a lot of my friends right now over here are Leos. I have a lot oh. of Leo friends. which it's great because you know what it does is like I can leave the room and I don't have to worry about like the conversation stalling. They're just, they just keep it going. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. We meet about each other. I love Leos. I do. I have a Leo moon. I love Leos. Yeah. Yeah. They're a great addition to a party. So they're just so social and I loved it. I know what I did Saturday, Saturday. I I went to a bonfire. Mm -hmm actually i forgot i had oh, done you did it. yeah that was fun my On friend dave um no i no listen those that a beach bonfire is a bucket list i haven't done that yet um okay and, and you can do it on the beach here you know um you know like on the rivers and stuff when there's sand uh-huh. and stuff like like i see people with bonfire pits and stuff but like the ocean like mm-hmm. the pacific ocean it legitimately is um i haven't seen a sunset over the pacific ocean so i want like a like a, a sunset, you know, bonfire, um, you know, like the OCs. Okay. Anyway, um, it was just in my friend Dave's backyard and it was fun. So, you know, it was, didn't last very long. Hollis Winnie got to sniff and look, you know, look at everything in another, <laughs> in another backyard. It was very excitement, very exciting weekend over here. Yeah. We were supposed to have a uh, Saturday and Sunday as swim days, but Sunday turned out with rain. It started oh, to rain that win. morning. It, then it was overcast and humid because it was still oh, hot. It was so really gross. Totally ruined the the plans for Sunday. Um, and yeah, and that's it. And so then we've just been enjoying the slow decline of the heat since then. So hopefully it's, and it's just going to keep getting ready. cooler and cooler for you. I hope so. Yeah. It's it's done that in in Portland. Although on Sun Saturday this weekend, I think it's supposed to get up to like ninety three or something, which I mm. still think it's too that's too hot. But um, it's been cooling down here into like the seventies and like the fifties at night um, for several weeks, yeah. which has been nice. All right, you have uh, any announcements? Any new stuff to share? So today I had readings Wednesdays. So I have two announcements. First thing is I just opened up custom commissions. There's tons of posts I put up about it on all of the socials. So if you want to find out the details, go check it out. But custom commissions are now open. Um, And the package, I tweaked the package this year. And so it's, it's, it's um, get your, get your custom in before the production schedule, you know, creates like a month or more wait. Okay. Jump on that. Jump on that guys. 
a select Wednesdays, I've opened up 30 minute Akashic readings. And oh. so you'll find those on my calendar. If you book on any day other than Tuesday, or I'm sorry, on Wednesday, it'll get deleted. Um, so just know I'm working with Wix to try to fix that, but only book on a Wednesday. Um, and okay. Um, all right. So here's, here's what's going on. So mm -hmm. today, the current theme in the readings was one that's been coming up with my clients probably for the last couple of weeks, but it was big today, big. Oh. And it makes sense that it was big today because tomorrow is the new moon. Mm -hmm. okay. okay. So the current themes are self-love, self-worth, doing the inner work. Um, remember that this new moon is in Virgo. And so um, this energy is prepping us to get ready doing the work, doing the inner work is prepping us to get ready for eclipse season because mm -hmm. this is all about spiritual development. Um, the other thing is that I'm noticing that it's typically millennials and Gen Zers that are having difficulty of stepping into navigating these current events. Right now, the yeah. earth, and it's, it's chaotic. And, you know, we were just talking about social media and that's a good example how people are just awful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so this is the current energy and it's hard. It's been hard. It's being on earth. It's hard to be on earth. And it's very, very hard for um, millennials and Gen Zers because you're so sensitive, you're empaths and all of that stuff. All right. So know that. Yeah. I just really quickly want to talk about, um, it's very early, but I just want to mention it because we're talking about this new moon that's going on tomorrow. Like we're not talking about that because there's so much out there, but yeah. We're being prepped with this new moon. We're being prepped for the eclipse season. Okay. So the first okay. one is an annular on October 14th. That's in Libra. You're a Libra. I'm a Libra rising. So that's going to be really big for us. And the key themes therefore are going to be letting go of people pleasing, stale relationships, patterns, that sort of thing. So letting go and release. Okay. Then there's a partial lunar on October 28th in Taurus. And of course, those th key things will be um, like ambition, greed, trying to force the issue, that sort of thing. Uh-huh. And that's a full moon, a partial lunar full moon. Okay, so here's, here's what you got to know is that if you're a cardinal sign, which is like Aries, Cancer, Libra, or Capricorn, you're really going to be feeling these eclipses more than anybody. Um, and it's all about transformation. Okay. And I'm going to okay. go into deeper. I'll do like a blog on all of these at a much deeper level. I'm just want to touch uh -huh. on them so that you guys know. Um, if you're a fixed sign, Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius, you're going to experience some major shakeups, right? Um, Uranus, the planet of, you know, that, that rules Aquarius, but that's um, major shakeups and it's going to bring, um, it's going to cause you to have to make some tough decisions to restore harmony and balance. So that's something to look forward and think about. And then if you're a mutable sign, Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, and Pisces, um, this is all about transformation for you. Um, it's about re releasing any outdated beliefs or thought patterns, um, all of that. So that's why it's so important for you now to set those intentions in this Virgo new moon, because Virgo is mm -hmm. about getting shit done. Then you're going to work those intentions between now and the full moon. And then Aries, because Aries is the first house, it, right? It's I am. It's identifying who we are, standing in that truth, choosing who we're going to be to move forward. So we're, it's, we're being prepped for these mm -hmm. eclipses, and then these eclipses are going to bring about some big fucking shit. So, you know, um, just depending on what personal year you're in, 
um, we're being prepped is basically what I want to say. Okay. And I feel like it's going to be challenging for people. Okay. Um, my friend, I consider her my friend. She, like me, friend. So, ja- uh, Jasmine, esoteric yes. Essa, she did recently did uh, a podcast episode on an astrological prediction coming in November. She sees a possible decline or crash of the stock market. Uh, that's that's that keeps coming up. Right, that keeps. So, what 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 happens yeah. when the stock market crashes? Like, what did she say is the result of it? Uh, it's a it's a redistribution yeah. of wealth is essentially what the whole the purpose of it is. It's because enough of us have gotten educated at this point of what the stock market is and what it represents. Mm-hmm. Um, and the stock market doesn't actually represent our economy. It's it represents companies is really what it is. And so if all of those, if all that stock drops and, and basically the stocks go on sale is, is essentially all a stock market crash is, then that's the time for us to buy in. So for me, I don't feel like it's, there's any reason to look at it as a bad thing, as a detrimental thing, as something to be afraid of. Even if you own stock yourself that, you know, you may be afraid of it falling in value, you don't, you don't actually lose the value unless you cash out. But if, you know, if, if something loses value, there's nothing to say that it's not going to regain value later on. So just just sit still on sit what on. you got. And if you don't have anything, this is your time to buy. Yeah. And that's what I, why I'm I asked that question. It's like, okay, so really what's the worst that can happen, right? As somebody who doesn't own stocks, I'm like, oh, oh well, yeah. right? Um, but also, I really like mm-hmm. that a redistribution mm-hmm. of wealth. It's going to happen. It, it's written in all of the astrology, all of the, the, the numerology, it's, it's written everywhere, right? There is going to be, um, an awakening and a redistribution Mm -hmm. of wealth. It would be nice if it's in our lifetime and it doesn't cause anybody, like we don't have a recession, the likes that causes people to starve, lose houses, you know, all of that stuff. We don't need that. We don't want that and everything, but it would be really nice for the playing field to be leveled a little bit. That would be great. Yeah, and uh, hopefully that's that's what it means. At least that's what it means uh, for us. I mean, fuck the billionaires, I, I but really don't you know, care. everybody else. I, yeah. <laughs> Sorry about your luck, dude. Lost yeah. all your billions. <laughs> I just really w- quickly want to say that I binged the entire um, three seasons of Outer Banks, and that goddamn show oh. is like a, a, a roller coaster. It's up and down and up and down, and ugh, it was exhausting as an empath, and I was, I'm was i kind of glad that it's over, but there's another season, and I'm like, alright, now I can't wait for the next season to come out. <laughs> ugh, that show was exhausting. Well, uh, yeah, Mike and I are done with, uh, with shows right now. Yeah, taking a break from them. We were watching Suits, and then we got to season 8, I think? I don't know what season, and the cast changed, and then I'm like, I'm not interested anymore. I think I'm done. But do you recommend Suits seasons one through seven? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I recommend them right up until until Meghan Markle's not in this on the show okay. anymore and then that's exactly then, um I needed to know that because it, suits is in my um is in my queue and I actually was thinking about it the other day it's between suits and witcher one of the two so I'll I'll check out suits is seven oh, episodes okay. or seven okay. seasons you got to have time yes yeah you do yeah um so we're it it was good but I'm I'm done <laughs> bye suits okay what are our announcements announcements we have officially launched our 2024 retreat, the Quantum Consciousness Retreat. This is the next level quantum practices for healers, mystics, seekers, and 
alchemists. And this is taking place in Desert Hot Springs, California, located near Joshua Tree National Park. This is taking place Tuesday, March 19th through Friday, March 22nd. So almost a whole week. Nice. Registration is now open. For all details, any more questions, um, if you have any inquiries on payment plans, all that, please visit our website, esotericspodcast.com slash events. I'm excited about this one, and I work on um, my notes and the guides and meditations, and I work on a little bit every night. So, you know, um, I'm excited about this one, very much so. Yeah, me too. This will be great. It'll be different. I feel like with every retreat, we grow we grow more, and we find really our groove and put aside things that don't serve us anymore. And we just, I, I don't like it. I love it. I, mm-hmm. I love the, the growth that we're, we're seeing and, and how the groups come together. So I love doing retreats. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. It's so much fun to bring people together in really, you know, cool locations and beautiful, you know, scenery and stuff like that. And just bond, bond and learn stuff. I love it. I think, mm-hmm. I think we should just do retreats forever. Yes. When we, if ever we get tired of doing the podcast, we'll still do retreats, <laughs> even if they're just in my backyard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. right. Well, what are we going to talk about today? Today we're going to talk about somatic therapy. Oh, I'm excited! I don't even, I have no idea what we're, what's going to be said or anything. It's like a new class. Let's do it. Yeah. So if this keeps coming up, like somatic this, somatic whatever. And I'm just like, okay, what are we talking about? Yeah. What does that mean? Okay. So the word origin, let's start with what somatic itself means. It means relating to the body, especially as it is distinct from the mind. The word origin itself comes from the Greek word soma, meaning body. So it's it's body therapy. Body therapy. Essentially. Okay. Right. Okay. And then as far as the origins of the actual technique. So Thomas Hanna coined the the term in 1970 to describe a number of techniques that share one important similarity, that they help people increase bodily awareness through a combination of movement and relaxation. So it's highly likely that you're probably already doing some kind of somatic Mm -hmm. practice. Mm -hmm. And while somatic practices have become increasingly popular in the Western world over the last 50 years, Most of them draw from some kind of ancient Eastern philosophy and healing practices, including Tai Chi and Qigong. Oh, okay. So they weren't invented here. (laughs) They've just been kind of like co-opted, adopted, and, and, you know, moved around to to fit our days today. So there's a doctor, Dr. Peter Levine. He developed his method that he's coined somatic experiencing. Mm -hmm. And he did this from his observations of how wild animals recover from repeated traumatic experiences like attacks from predators, like, for example, like a gazelle um, eluding a cheetah. Mm -hmm. Um, And what he noticed was that after a threat was gone, the animals experienced a physical release of their fight or flight energy by shaking or trembling or sometimes just running. Mm Mm-hmm. And he also saw that with the completion of the physical release, they quickly returned to their normal state. So it's like energy? Yeah. It's it's essentially all it is. It's like releasing the energy from your body. Um. Uh, are, do you did you do research or talk about people? Because there's this weird thing that happens to me when I release energy, like when I do energy work and stuff, and it's like my body shivers, but I'm not cold. That make is uh-huh. that is that what we're talking about? Ah, uh, yeah, 
Yeah, that's a somatic. That's a Shut somatic up. release. Yeah, Shut yeah, up. yeah. Because, so because generally, like hum, like humans, would we have a tendency to override the natural ways of regulating mm-hmm. the nervous system with feelings of shame, pervasive thoughts, judgments, fear. Um, it's like like why men are told not right. to cry. Like you know, it's it it they lack the release. We, we lack the release. The natural way, actually, just giving relief to our nervous system. Somatic experiencing aims to help people move past the place where they might be stuck in processing a traumatic event. So how it works. Somatic exercises involve performing movement for the sake of movement. But through the exercise, you focus on your inner experience as you move and expand your internal awareness. So overall, this is a holistic approach to establishing the natural flow between your mind and your body. Cool. So I had somebody, um, it was somebody that I was reading one time and I was telling her that my thumb hurt and I believe Uh she was a somatic therapist. I don't remember specifically, but I know that she took my hand. It's my metal smithing hand. Mm -hmm. um, And she just, it's like Mm -hmm. she, it wasn't massage, but she was, it and it wasn't really reflexology either, but she was moving and, and sort of massaging, but in a very light way. Um, it, the pain was gone within Uh five minutes. It was gone. I was like, what the hell was that? And I think that was somatic uh, therapy or release. Yeah. Yes. There's, there's a therapy that, that falls under the category of somatic therapy called Rolfing. And it's, yeah, and it's deep manipulation of the body's connective tissue. So think of it like a, like a deep tissue massage almost, but but not so much massage. Sometimes it's like just pressure. It, it can be done in different ways. Yeah, this but wasn't. Yeah. So this was like did. light touch. It, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So even though many people who experience traumatic events recover completely. For those who do not, unresolved trauma can lead to larger mental and physical health concerns such as PTSD, sleep problems, mood swings, or even immune mm-hmm. system problems. And the whole point of somatic therapy is that it helps to restore the body's ability to self-regulate mm-hmm. in order to achieve balance and integrity. So yeah, like I, I've been in a car accident before and I know like with with a car accident, it leaves you with like a significant mm-hmm. amount of trauma, even if, if, if the accident itself wasn't mm-hmm. that bad. There, and it, it's that, it's that, that trauma, whatever you experience, it gets mm-hmm. stuck in your body. Yes. Yeah. No, I mean, I've knock wood. I've um, never been in a serious car accident, but yeah, no, I know what you mean. It, it's like, I can feel it. Right. It's like, yeah. like when you receive yeah. really bad news, like mm-hmm. when my uncle passed, right. You, your body goes through this thing. So at yes. the end of the day, when it was all said and done and I was once again, home by myself alone, it was like, then I finally had a moment to feel mm-hmm. it and it just felt awful. And I think that's, that's the trauma, right? Yep. And so if there's like a lot of things that can lead to having those symptoms, but like if we really want to define trauma, like the simple working definition of trauma is anything that is too much, too soon, or too fast for our nervous system to handle. So we don't have to like, there's not like a scale, right? There's not a scale of like what is trauma and what is not. It's that is the simple definition. So especially, not just that we can't handle it, but especially if we can't reach a successful resolution to, right, to what happened. Right. So some of the benefits of somatic exercises include pain relief, stress relief, increased emotional awareness, better posture and alignment, and better balance. 
the cool thing about somatic therapy is that you can do it with a trained therapist and you, there's also practices you can do on your own. And so that's what we're going to talk right. about today is all the different methods that you can utilize at home. So first, let's start with grounding exercises. These can help people connect to the present moment. They're an effective coping technique for people experiencing flashbacks or anxiety or any trauma-related symptoms. So a few simple grounding techniques. One is just moving your body. The key here is to move your body in a way that feels comfortable and natural for you. So it can be stretching or dancing or even jumping up and down. But as you move, think about how each part of your body feels, starting with your toes and working your way up to your head. Do you have a what's your favorite grounding technique? Probably walking bare feet um, on the ground, any ground, putting, and also I love to put mm. my feet in water and I like to put my feet on the trunks of trees. Ah, okay. Yeah. So the next one is running mm. water over your hands. So as you do this, focus on how the temperature feels on your fingertips, your palms, and the backs of your hands. You can start with cold water and then switch to warm water after a minute or two and just reflect on how the sensations change when you switch from cool to warm water. Really connecting with the sensations. Yeah. And just you're just connecting yeah. with your body is really that's the whole kind of the whole point of grinding. Another one is you can just take a walk. Nice. Like you said, you can walk barefoot or just just take a, a regular walk around the block or even around your house. But the key is to focus on your steps. Think about the rhythm of your footsteps and how it feels to place one foot in front of another. My favorite way of grounding, and it's like the, the simplest thing, is just to take a moment, sit down, close my eyes, and put my hand oh, on I my heart. That. And then just like allow myself to like really focus on my breathing. But just that, just like the, the hand over your heart thing, is that's an excellent, simple way I to ground. Um, another practice you can do at home is do a body scan. Body scans raise awareness about what's happening with our bodies and where we may be carrying tension or pain. So find a comfortable position, and this can be sitting, standing, or laying down, and think about how each part of your body feels. Like you can start from your crown and then move your way down and all the way down to your feet. Um, or you can go start with your feet and work your way up. It's however, whatever feels yeah. best for you. Um, Another one, this is one of my favorites, is yes. breath work. Somatic therapy typically involves just understanding your body, including how to regulate your breathing. Breath work focuses on bringing sensory awareness to the throat, the diaphragm, the jaw, and the shoulders as you breathe in and the belly and, you, and the chest as you exhale. And so there's, I want to give you two simple breath work awareness exercises that you can okay. do at home. The first one is just mindful breathing. And this is you just find a comfortable seated position, close your eyes, and follow your body's movements as you breathe. You might notice that you feel this breath in your nostrils, in your chest, or your stomach. But just take note of how it feels to experience the movement of breath in your body. Okay. The second one is, this is for anxieties. So this is great if you suffer from anxiety. So this you breathe in through your nose. And as you breathe out, lengthen your exhalation with gentle humming. Take your time and really let your exhalation complete itself and it's longer than you think. 
And if you can, without strain, wait and see if your inhalation arises spontaneously. So continue humming to get the exhalation to last longer than your inhalation. The lengthened exhalation is calming. Yes, before 90% of my readings with my clients, I have them do that deep breathing, long breath in through the nose. I'm sorry, short breath in through the nose and then long mm-hmm. breath out the mouth mm-hmm. because it triggers the body's relaxation response and it takes yes. you down in the alpha state. But what I like about your technique is that they're humming, yeah. which actually helps people maintain that exhale longer than just breathing. If they're humming, they're actually um, yeah. sort of like... Um, uh, what's it called? Like pacing themselves, I guess, is what you would say. So yes, yes. Another thing you can do is you can do posture exercises. Our bodies hold tensions in different ways, right? There's people who hold tension in their shoulders, something in your back, your lower back, all over, like everyone's different. But you you will hold the tension both physically and psychologically. So working um, by doing these somatic exercises, it's an opportunity to understand how stress and negative emotions can influence your posture. In the meantime, so these are a few questions that you can use to help you reflect on your own posture. Are you sitting quietly and in a natural position? Is your weight even from side to side? And if not, like what side does it lean on more, more than the other? Is there something maybe that happened like on that one side of your body that you might like not want to lean in so much? I would also ask like how we everyone has a more uh, feminine side and more masculine side to their body. I don't know if you ever have you ever done that like split filter thing. No, my dominant seems to be on my right side of my body. Yeah, yeah, I I see it in my jaw. Like I have like one side of my face is like more round and oh, one's like more square. And I that's how I know. That's weird. Is there a way to, to check? <laughs> is that the, the way to check is with jaw? That, no, I think everyone's different. There's a TikTok filter though that will like split each side of your face for you and then like give you two different faces and then you'll uh, know. <laughs> oh, so it tells you if you look uh, more okay. like a, one gender than the other? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. All right. Listen, yeah. I don't trust those. Or I guess if you're if – you're, <laughs> I don't trust apps or filters. I feel like they're going to steal my info or something, but maybe I need to go do that one because that one would be fun. Yeah. Okay. So also take note of your head. Is your head held high or does it slump or is it protruding forward? Like a lot of us, especially if we sit we sit at a desk all day, we're going to have a tendency to have like rounded shoulders, um, like our, our shoulders slouching like forward um, versus like rolling them back. And then the last thing is, are you slouching or are you sitting up straight? <laughs> so this is just take taking note, taking note of your body. I always slouch at and the computer. Do you? Yeah. Yes, I'm a uh, I think I think so too, because I don't have a good office chair. Mm-mm, same. Okay. And if you're looking for somatic exercises to relax and release, yoga might be a good fit for you. And there's uh-huh. so many different types of yoga, but most styles incorporate a variety of physical postures and deep breathing and relaxation techniques. So overall, they all help to improve your your well-being. So you just got to 
pick the one you want. And if you go to one class and you hate it, just I would say try another one, try a different instructor. And don't be afraid to ask modifications from the instructor because a good instructor will always offer you reasonable modifications that you can do. Always, always. Yoga is so good. But yeah, you definitely have to find the right teacher, the right instructor. Definitely. Mm -hmm. And then uh, dance and movement therapy, also known as DMT, not to be confused with ayahuasca, Mm-mm. is based <laughs> on the idea that movement is our first language. And this theory suggests that the mind, body, and spirit are all connected and that movement can help people to process and understand their emotions. I really like that, though. Yes, it's beautiful. Do you like to dance? I'm not really a dance person. Well, no, I ugh, no, I am not a dance person at all unless I'm um, – no. You know what it is though? <laughs> I, I don't like to get hot mm-hmm. because, you know, then your hair gets hot. Your cl- I don't like being hot. So that's really what it mm. is. But the, you know, but I like to move my body in in fun ways. So it's not uh-huh. dance, it's it's being hot at the bar, which I don't like. Okay. Or anyway. Okay. Anyway, I don't like the like having to match a partner thing. <laughs> Like, I just want to, like, do my own thing. (laughs) And I don't want to have to worry about what someone else is doing. So I don't mind dancing. I just don't, like, I don't have to, like, I don't want to have to match someone else or, like, have someone lead me or, like, do the thing. I don't know. I've never been good at it. Like, what you're supposed to, as a a girl, you're supposed to, like, let the the guy, like, be the leader or whatever. Mm -hmm. I fucking suck. (laughs) I suck at it. Like, I, I... I, I try to be the leader, so it does not work. <laughs> right? Of course you do. I love that right there. That master number energy. Oh, no, no. I get to lead. Yeah, I lead. Mm-hmm. I you know, I, I'm in charge. I'm the captain now. Mm-hmm. That's like um, oh, dirty dancing. You know how like Johnny leads? Um, mm-hmm, that's, mm-hmm. That, that type of dancing is – it's an art, and it's not for yeah, everyone. Yeah. It really is not. No. Yeah. Another thing you can do on your own is called resourcing and visualization. So resourcing is just about tuning into specific body sensations that may be the opposite of what you're experiencing at the moment. So this is typically a long process and usually a therapist helps you with it. But you can practice specific exercises at home to help you start the process. So... The way you do these is so you can focus on creating a safe sensation in your mind and body. You go back. So you can do this like just find a find a place to to be to be silent where you won't be interrupted. Create a safe place in your mind. And you can do this by going back to a time and place when you felt safe and happy. And you can also come up with a new safe and safe place that you haven't experienced yet. Think about its colors, its smells, its textures. Feel your body there and focus on how comfortable you feel. And then another another way to do this is you can think about people you care about that make you feel at peace. And this is a really this is actually a really good way to just read people's energy as uh-huh. well. Um so again, like these kinds of therapy, it's, it's interesting how when you start doing these exercises and it's about you connecting to your body, it also helps to develop your psychic abilities as well. Nice. Um, but when you do this, you, you think about a person that you care about and they think of how they make you feel. And you can start by looking at photos of them or just focus on specific memories that you share and then just 
sit in that energy that you've now created for yourself. I love that. That's beautiful. It's tapping into the energy around you. Yeah, I really like that one a lot. It's tapping into the energy around you and reading it, reading the room, reading the vibe, reading the frequency, allowing it to sort of, you know, give you little hints and and clues and words to come to you. I I love that connection. You know, I geek out on anything intuitive development. So. Uh, and the last one of things you can do at home is self-regulation. So in general, emotional self-regulation is about guiding yourself through your emotions so you can shift gears when they're leading you to yeah. feel distressed. So within somatic therapy, self-regulation is about the nervous system. So unresolved trauma may lead to dysregulation, right? So so it means you're high on high right. alert all the time. So in turn, you might react to everyday stress and events in a way that's connected to your past trauma. So think of people who are like constantly like stressed, mad, like any small inconvenience just sets them off. It's because there's some unresolved trauma there. <laughs> I, I, or, 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 so, or so we think. I have no not what you talk about. <laughs> I have no idea about that one. <laughs> Uh, so according to somatic experiencing approach talk therapy may not always be the way the may not always be the way to access this complex body process so instead working with your physical senses could lead you to release and shift these patterns instead so these are some at-home techniques for you to self-regulate so one is to hug yourself To do this, just cross your right arm over your chest, place your hand near your heart, and then your left arm placing your your left hand on your right shoulder. And so this is, according to Dr. Levine, this can help you feel contained, which makes you feel safe. And then you hold the hug for as long as you need. I love that one. Yeah. Uh, A lot of that, we lack Uh that as children, too. Um, Like, you know, like I you and I had similar similar mothers like where like I was told like no go over there or I was like given the silent treatment and and done other ways that anything except actually like help me regulate whatever I was feeling so this is kind of that way of allowing that for well yourself. and the reason that I love that so much is yeah. because I don't know if I talked about this on the first and the last episode um but over the summer I did hypnotherapy and one of the things that came out of that was she recommended that I devise an inner mother, right? We talk about mothering the inner child. Well, what does the actual inner mother look like? So I visualize her Mm -hmm. and I love taking that somatic, that hug. Mm -hmm. And then while also visualizing her because she Mm -hmm. always, um, always makes me feel better. Like every time I call her in, it's like having a mom. It's like saying, you know, mommy, I need help. Um, Help me work through this. And it's, it's cool how the brain doesn't really, I mean, I know it's me, but it's like also my, it's like you're channeling an inner mother and it's really beautiful. It's a beautiful process. Yes. So now I have a hug to add Mm. to it. It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, that's a, it's a beautiful combination mm-hmm. to add, yeah, to, to do those together. Another thing you can do is you can put your hand in a cupping cupping position, like kind of like you're holding a cup, um, and then you can tap all over your body. So you can start from mm. your feet, like the bottoms of your feet. Um, you can tap tap on your head. Another, If that feels not good for any reason, you can also try squeezing different parts of your body. And this is, again, just like, 
bringing awareness and it helps with grounding. It also helps helps your body recognize your mm-hmm. boundaries, which can also give you a sense of feeling contained mm-hmm. and safe. Okay. I started to tap and then I started Sorry, to tap really my like that one. Um, trigger points and I got a massage yesterday. So they're all sore and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> yeah, you gotta squeeze me. <laughs> um okay. <laughs> another another uh, method of somatic therapy that can be done, and this is this is with a therapist, is sensory mortar psychotherapy. So this is this integrates talk therapy, mindfulness, and movements to help people heal from trauma and other harmful attachment patterns that formed in early childhood. So because you're kind of digging pretty deep with these things, that's why it's recommended that you yeah. work with a therapist on, on with this specific modality. Um, with s- sensory motor psychotherapy, people will learn how posture, breathing, muscle tension are all connected to their thoughts, feelings, and emotions. So for example, like your muscle tension or shallow breathing can be examples of our body telling us that we're mm-hmm. stressed or triggered. Um, but generally sensory motor psychotherapy is a gradual process. It goes in three phases. The first one being safety and stabilization. The second one being processing and the third one being integration. And even though these are labeled, um, they're not like rigid or time limited. So generally your therapist will like adjust the pace and the process to meet your needs as, you know, as whatever, whatever calls to you. Um, but your your therapist is supposed to be there to guide you and support you and teach you body-related skills to stabilize the the nervous system. So in this, the whole point of this is just to facilitate total body healing. So all that's to say is that somatic therapy will help you with managing symptoms of trauma and chronic stress, but it works in conjunction with mindfulness as a beneficial tool for developing awareness, self-regulation, and self-improvement. And although some somatic experiences um, can be done with a therapist, a lot of these are things that you can do on your own at home or even yeah. in a group. I, I was just thinking that some of these might be a fun thing to teach at the retreat um, because really what this is is self-soothing. This is self-soothing. This is, yes, it is that regulation, yes. but often we need that regulation because we just need to self-soothe, especially those of us, like I said, who, like you said earlier, we just, we did mm-hmm. not get soothing and 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 all of those things for our big emotions when we were children you know yeah. so yeah. i love yeah. that right. absolutely that was a great topic seriously so that is that is some medical thank therapy. you thank you for sharing that with us um very helpful you're welcome now we all know what somatic therapy is <laughs> I, I know, right? Now I know. It, because you're right, the word somatic has come up quite a bit. It's like yeah, the word yeah. quantum. What does that mean? Yes. And I don't think that this is, this is not a, there's no coincidence. These words that are coming up now, um, it, once it hits the talk, it, it's pretty much, it's pretty much over, right? It's it's going to be out there. Once, <laughs> you know, it, if it's on TikTok, yes. it's going to be something that people are like, what is that? What do we got to do? Well, friends, that means that it is time to say goodbye. Um, for us, it's time to say good evening. So if you enjoyed today's episode, please share us, um, hype us, um, review us, get us out there. Um, tell your friends all that good stuff. 
definitely also please leave us a review because we use those reviews and they help us um, in the, with the algorithms and they help us be heard more. Um, it helps our podcast grow, which means more episodes, more retreats. You know, it's good stuff. Yes, exactly. All right, everybody. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Stay mystical, magical, and don't let anyone tell you what to do. Nope.